Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 106 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And as we're recording this, I am trying to not cough. So (laughs) I may sound a little different. I don't know. But I'm really excited to connect today and discuss with you this letter. But I just wanted to give you that warning. I have a cough drop and lots of peppermint tea by my side to try not cough while we talk today. And this letter that I am excited to share with you is from a trainer, someone who is really invested in helping people to move their body and also has come to this place where she really appreciates that torturing your body through diets and overexercise is just not helpful and actually harmful. But there's a big old but. <laughs> With that big old but, she's trying to kind of connect, you know, that self-love and self-compassion with still helping people lose weight because that's what people are asking for. And I really have a lot to say about this. I think it's really important. And I think if we don't clarify this kind of fork in the road, it can do more damage than just dieting and exercise. I get a chance to speak with fellow dietitian, Charlotte Capitorn Kilburn. She's actually a dietitian that I met at Fency many years ago. I was walking the expo floor. And if you're not really sure what Fency is, it's basically the Super Bowl for dietitians. There's like 10,000 dietitians that get together every year. And they have this huge expo floor full of brands and companies that want to connect with dietitians. And it's just basically this super chaotic, uh, crowded room of foodies, you know? And so I was walking the expo floor and I happened to um, run into Charlotte and we started talking and we have a lot in common. We work from a similar kind of paradigm. And she also is someone that is well in... um, respected within the sports nutrition realm. And so when I read this letter today from a trainer, I knew it would be perfect for Charlotte. So I'm excited to hear from her. This episode of the Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. Do you experience PCOS and tired of dieting? Are you looking for a way to actually do intuitive eating work, yet you've been told you can't because you have PCOS? Well, I'm excited to tell you that you can make peace with food too. I have a course that is 12 steps to making peace with food and promoting health. The course opens a few times a year and it just closed. Enrollment just closed a few weeks ago, yet it will open again in April of 2018. If you would like to get on the wait list and also get a roadmap, your first three steps toward food peace with PCOS, go to PCOSandFoodPeace.com. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Love Food Podcast, would you do me a favor and leave a rating and review? 
It's a really small act of kindness, but it really helps the show grow. You may wonder why, but basically with Apple Podcasts, the more people who leave a rating, a review, subscribe, or share the show, the more people who can then find it when they are searching for ways to move away from diets. So the way to do that is you can click on the show notes right now and there'll be a link for you. You can also just look up the show in Apple Podcasts and scroll down just about halfway down the page and you'll see the ratings and review and a a little button to click that says um, see all and there's a way for you to leave a rating and review right there. And I do appreciate them and I thank you in advance for anything you can do to help spread the love because I feel like everyone deserves to feel at home in their own skin today. All right, enough of that. Let's get to this episode's letter. Dear Food, when I first started my career as a personal trainer in 2004, I loved the science side of fitness and health. I was fascinated by diet plans, workout plans, and ways to hack your workouts and fitness to transform your body. And I believe that intense workouts and strict diet plans were the key to health. At the same time, I worked so hard to keep myself a certain size. I weighed myself daily and thought that health could be found by tracking calories and doing double workouts a day. I thought I was healthy and was proud of my discipline, but I was struggling inside. I was always fighting my body, and so were my clients. Personal training is, well, personal, and so many people I worked with were in a constant fight with their body. Though for some, their fight looked a little different, on diets, off diets, down 10 pounds, up 20, feeling uncomfortable in their body, or trying to restrict their eating and push through workouts in order to get results. And I used to think that the answer was a simple meal plan or a rigid exercise program. I thought it was that simple. I'm done recommending that clients should track every single morsel of food and being good, pushing their bodies through endless cardio or high-intensity workouts to make up for poor eating and to be stuck on the endless roller coaster ride of being on track or off track. Failed attempts, disappointment, it sucks. But I'm also the person people turn to to get healthy and to lose weight. And while I know that our studio We have created a non-intimidating fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle coaching program to help our clients get back to feeling good, not by restricting or dieting, but by connecting with their bodies and to have a focus on feeling good, improving one's health, and being a part of a supportive community. But I still struggle to find the balance between helping clients reach their goals and start to feel at home in their body. And how do I communicate what we do? and reach out to others without the author to trim their tummies and tone their arms so they can wear a tank top in the summer. Seriously, can't we wear a tank top anyway? Can a health and fitness studio be on the same side as food peace? I guess my question is, how can I balance helping my clients improve their fitness, improve their eating habits, and yes, lose weight, while still embracing being confident in any size and self-love? Signed, Confused. Hey there, Confused. Thank you so much for your note. 
And I am really looking forward to diving into your letter and helping you to figure out the next best steps for you and also the people that you care so much about and are trying to help. I know that you want to help people to feel more at home in their own skin. I am with you on that one. And I'm concerned you're sending a mixed message, which in the end can be even more harmful. So in order to really go through your letter and to help us to figure out the next best step, I'm excited to talk with fellow dietitian Charlotte Caperton Kilburn. She is someone that has worked in the sports industry for many years, and let's give her a call and hear what she has to say. Hello. Hey, Charlotte. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Julie? I am great. It's so nice to connect. I know the last time we saw each other probably was at Fency, one of them. <laughs> so it's so good to actually be able to, to have a conversation with not like the crowded expo all around us, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. To be relaxed in, uh, in, in our own space instead exactly. of at a meeting. That's yes, for sure. That is so it's true. good to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, it's so good to talk to you. Well, and I am excited for you to help me with this letter. I, when I read it, I thought of you immediately because of your expertise with athletes and also helping people recover from an eating disorder. Did you get a chance to read it yet? I did. I awesome. did. And this was a this was a really good letter um, with lots of good questions, I thought. Oh, good. So when you read it, what do you what did you feel like was like the general impression from your point of view of like what this person's experiencing? Um, well, it, it, it seemed like, you know, there's a, a little bit of uh, just uncomfort with going away from the standard. I need to follow specific rules and have exact foods and exact amounts. And um, that, that was my general impression of that, uh, mm -hmm. of what was going on and that, you know, they were really looking for a way to let go of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, what I was reading too. I, I guess I was doing a little reading between the lines. Uh, I wonder if you were too, because as this person was talking about, you know, coming to this place, realizing that, you know, torturing yourself with diets and overexercise was just not a helpful thing. But yet, what are you supposed to do with people who are asking you for that? I'm like, I wonder how much is this still about the letter writer? <laughs> you know, exactly. No, that, mm -hmm. that was the other thing I kept going. Like, is this really about your clients or is this about you needing to find a space to let go of this for yourself and to, you know, embrace, uh, some of the things that could help improve your food, your food habits, but, you know, may allow you to lose weight, but may allow you to find that your body needs to be at a place that you're, are not, have or have not always been comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's that's for me the the big important piece that I get that she's not come to terms with yet is that like we just can't predict what's going to happen to someone's body. You know, we don't know, and we have to let the body be where it's going to be in a sense. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. Which which brings me really to the place that I 
where I kind of start, you know, with my clients uh, who are in this place. And, you know, one of the first things I say is exactly what you said. We don't know where your body's going to be, but we do know that if you follow through with being consistent with your eating habits and normalizing that, that we can find some of these things. And um, I can talk in a few minutes a little bit more about, you know, in depth about those particular, what I say, but consistency and normalizing eating first, I think, is the first place that we have to talk to them about becoming comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I I can appreciate how that can be hard to focus on when a person's like, well, but but I want to lose weight. So like, you're telling me I need to eat more often (laughs) and I need to eat more. And, um, but yet I want to be smaller and, um, and I, I find, I know you do too, I'm assuming, but like, we really need to be um, able, maybe not to like really love that idea, but we need to be in a place where we can uh, respect that idea, you know? Right. And, and I think the other thing is, is that we have to be able to explain it from a little bit of a different perspective. And I, I guess this is where the teacher in me comes out. And I always try to talk about I understand that this doesn't make sense to you, but you know, you have to talk about metabolism and how metabolism really works and what metabolism really is when they're looking at it from this perspective. And so looking at consistency and normalizing your eating habits and your fueling opportunities, that's what I like to call it, fueling opportunities, um, helps your body to function more easily and on the terms that it needs to be and finding that regular place of where your weight needs to be for you. Um, and, and it is all about you and where, where your body needs to be because we're all different in what we are willing to do, what our body's going to do. And so you have to start at that place of, first of all, am I honoring my hunger and my fullness in what I'm asking my body to do every day? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so with this letter writer, you know, what would you say, what would you recommend to be the next steps for her? Well, so, so I always like to talk about it in kind of, let's talk about normalizing. And I know I've said this twice already, but normalization and consistency of your fueling opportunities every day, which starts with breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, You got to start with there and allow the things that are going to happen to happen so that you can start to recognize what is my hunger? What is my fullness? And I know that may not sound like it goes to the losing weight that she's talking about, but it starts the self-love and allowing your body to be where it's supposed to be. And then I go to, there's three things that I always tell people that I think that you have to look at in that is that you're nourishing or fueling your body for your daily life, whatever that is, that movement is a part of your life and that the movement you choose fits into your lifestyle. And it's something you like to do and will do consistency consistently. So movement is a part of your life and that be that athletics, be that exercise, whatever it happens to be for your lifestyle at that time. And then in your mind, you learn to become at peace with the fact that I'm fueling my body for my activity. I'm not over-exercising. I'm not 
under exercising. I'm not overeating. I'm not under eating, but I'm honoring what my body needs for what I'm asking it to do. And then I'm going to allow everything else to fall into place because I'm going to be at a different fitness level than I have been at. I'm going to be eating different foods that are going to provide the nutrients that I need if I allow myself to take on these principles. And so that's my approach um, Mm -hmm. to it. And like with your mind, you're not obsessing about food anymore. Like it's not spending all day thinking that I got to avoid these foods. I can't have that food. I got to have this food. You spend about a quarter of your time going, okay, here's my meal. Here's my food. I'm getting my protein. I'm getting my fats. I'm getting my carbs, my fruits, my vegetables for my nutrients. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the thing that I appreciate about, um, how you have these pillars of like consistency and normalization, why those are so important is because like when we do have that consistent intake over time, it's like our, our brain becomes us again, instead of like, it's when we're just so chronically dieting, it's, it's kind of a, almost like we're drunk, you know, it's, it's something else in there. And so when we get that consistent intake, it's like your brain gets to function as how you're supposed to, and you get a chance to actually feel energized. So then movement can actually be pleasurable (laughs) instead of torture, you know? So exactly. And, And there's not the obsession that's there. And then you look at it from the, from the fitness or exercise level of how much more power do I have now? How much better do I feel after I exercise versus being so tired that I had to go collapse on the couch because I may not have been fueling enough for what I was actually doing because I was so focused on I had to restrict food in order to have this number on the scale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I know for me, I just came to this place where the pursuit of like changing that number isn't consistent with being able to like reliably take care of yourself with food. Like you basically have to be overthinking food in order to focus on weight loss, you know, like it just doesn't fit. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like this letter writer, I know, I know you and I are kind of like reading between the lines and we were like, "Hmm, we really want to help you. And with her helping as a trainer for other people, that's something to be able to give to them is like, you know, I want you to be well and I just you just they're not compatible together to to pursue that number change. So I can help you with behaviors, I can help you um get stronger and you know, the number's going to do what the number's going to do. <laughs> so right. and, and is it always weight loss that somebody needs? It is the other piece of it. Mm-hmm. So you really have to look at the person right. individually and say you're coming to me and you're saying you want to lose 5 pounds. Is that really even feasible when all of our weights could shift five pounds in a day's time and and bringing that scientific perspective back into what really happens? Mm -hmm. And so, again, really embracing the fact that I'm fueling my body, I'm moving my body, and I'm okay with the fuel and the movement that I'm doing. And so what happens next is what's going to happen based on the fact that I'm doing what my body needs me to do Mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, But it has to start with looking at what are you doing and are you fueling enough? Are you being consistent enough? 
are you restricting? Where are you? And just normalizing and consistency of eating the meals as well as, you know, your, your exercise that, that you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, something that I'm, I'm wondering, or I kind of was reading from this letter was almost this concern that if she tells people she's not going to help them lose weight anymore, that she won't have business. And I have found that to not be true. (laughs) That like, that actually moving away from that ends up being really refreshing because what ends up happening is our clients actually feel empowered and healthier long-term. Is that something you're experiencing with people you work with? Exactly. And especially when they can see that the workout that they've been doing, that it's so much more powerful. They're able to lift. I'll give you an example of someone I had the other day who was doing um, pull-ups couldn't do 10 pull-ups, but we worked on rearranging her fueling. And she came back and she said, oh my gosh, I had the best workout. Like I I was able to do all the pull-ups that I needed to do. And I felt really strong afterwards. That's awesome. And her weight was consistent, you know, and this was over like a three week period. And so the consistency with the weight, um, occurred, but she gave her body more fuel for what she needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So I, I, I encourage this letter writer to, um, continue to just come to terms <laughs> with this is, this is the way that's health promoting for you and for your clients and to be okay with it. And so Charlotte, we have something on this podcast called a food peace syllabus. And if you're new to the podcast, it's a kind of collective list of books and podcasts and blog posts and movies and anything under the sun that we found that helps to further cultivate a positive relationship with food in your body. And if you would like a copy of the food piece syllabus, you can get to it at juliedillonrd.com. And Charlotte, would you like to add anything to it? Well, I, I'd love to add, you know, my book that I'm co-author with, um, Eileen Myers, and the book is called Winning the War Within. It's a nutrition therapy for clients with eating disorders, but it is a a workbook of sorts that would work with um, particularly this letter writer and her clients, and I think she would find some things that would be of benefit uh, to her. It's based using cognitive behavioral therapy, but it has a lot of the things that I've talked about with consistency in food, normalization of intake, and those kinds of things that I think could be, you know, very helpful to her or maybe others who might be listening to um, to, to your website. And it can be found at helmpublishing.com. That's H-E-L-M publishing.com. Cool. And we'll put a uh, link to it in the show notes too. And okay. Charlotte, I really um, appreciate your time and your expertise. Is If someone wants to find out more about you, how can they connect with you? Um, well, they could, uh, I, I, I don't have my website up anymore since I am, uh, the director of sports nutrition at the college of Charleston now and have my, you know, private practice, uh, here in, in Charleston, but they could call me on my cell phone, which is, uh, 901-409-4411. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and, um, have a great day. Thanks. You too, Julie. So there you have it confused, I hope that helped give you some pointers on some ways to move forward when you work with clients and also, like we said, work with yourself. I get the sense that you're kind of on the fence, that you're really wanting to embrace 
this kind of food piece and body piece, yet not really able to move past that pursuit of weight loss with other people, maybe kind of sort of with yourself, but not others. I really encourage you to get off the fence. It's really important to do that because not only will it allow you to experience freedom, but I think helping people while on the fence can actually do harm. I see that food has written back. Today's episode of the Love Food Podcast was brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. You can get all the details and get on the wait list at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. Did you enjoy this episode of the Love Food Podcast? I would love it if you could leave a rating, review, subscribe, and or share the episode. You can do that by clicking on the show notes right now or by searching for it in your Apple Podcasts app. All right, confused. I see food has written back. Please stay in touch. Let us know how it's going. And in the meantime, take care. Dear Confused, Your path to food peace has changed in recent years. Instead of rigid meal plans and robotic exercise, we food have noticed an increased value with pleasure, flexibility, feasibility, compassion, and health. You say you no longer value weight or weight loss, yet still want to help people pursue weight loss goals. This conflicts with your values and will prevent you and your clients from self-care. We hope you completely move away from that figurative fence towards food peace. It's only with rejecting diets, the pursuit of weight loss, and fat phobia will you begin and your clients can begin to experience long-term health and food peace. Love food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success.